Howie listeners, it's the I'll Try That podcast. This week, we're ganning up the tone and tasting Newcastle brown ale. <laughs> Biker Grove. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is, that's all we're going to do of the Geordie accent. Um, we're going to get straight into it with, with a hop topic. Uh, Joe, there's something funky going on with a beer. Not, surely not. It's not beer made from algae, is it? Uh, well, I mean, I, I will talk about that in, for us in a second, but that is not the only time you're going to hear that accent. I'm sure it will come out of you, Barbara, as we're tasting and sampling this Newcastle Brown. Um, but yes, you're right. So there is something afoot over in Sydney, Australia. It's true. So a company... A Simo. <laughs> it's true, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not in Sydney. He's in, in Australia, um, though, one of the it? other cities. <laughs> he's in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Australia's real oh, small. Actually, that's, a, that's a good. It's, I mean, it's not. It's bloody massive. Yeah, there's only like two or three cities out here. Yeah, there's only like two or three. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Sydney, Melbourne, Could and walk. one's called Brisbane. I think maybe I Adelaide. Believe it, oh. I believe it's pronounced Brisbane. Actually, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, <laughs> a lot of love for Australia, so we're only taking the taking the Mickey. Not um, Simo though. But Simo will be, and I'll give this a bit of an insight, Simo will be coming back in future episodes. He's been away for a while, on a hiatus, as he travelled to the other side of the world. I'm sure he'll t- regale you with his travels far, far east to the other side of the world. Um, but yeah, I heard, that will be... I, I heard he was learning to play the didgeridoo, that's why he's not been here. Well, I'm sure he'll tell you all about that uh, when you're on it. Um, so yeah, so go back to you. So this is a, a brewery in Sydney, Australia, called Young Henry's Brewing. Now, they've teamed up with um, this, I'm going to get the name of it right, but it's basically the uh, Sydney Technical University or Techn- University Technology of Sydney or something along those lines. Basically, a very Sydney, Sydney, Sydney Tech. tech. Uh, and what they are doing. Sydney, Sydney Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, Sydney Tech. Uh, so. Sydney Tech, the cool kids are there. <laughs> You all right? It's a bit of a long day, Rich. Oh, oh, I've had too much sun. There he is. <laughs> riffing, riffing on okay. Sydney Tech. Sydney Technology University have, have uh, linked up. And what they are doing is on the hunt for creating a truly carbon neutral beer, what they are doing is they are integrating algae into the brewing process. So this... Bio, what they call referred to as a biochemical factory, which is out, al- which is algae. Uh, it makes about half of the oxygen in the on the planet. So what that means is it basically takes away that seventy percent of the planet is water. And what they do is that you know that they eat up the CO two and 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 churn out O two. Do they? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Is that wow? That makes me sound clever. I feel trees. I f- I feel I feel trees are taking all the credit. They are. Here. Because I didn't know that, and trees trees are hogging all the glory when algae is doing half yeah, the work. Yeah, yeah. algae is algae is there. Like it's just it's it's doing all the grunt work. But trees, you know, you're right. Trees are just taking all the credit. They're like, oh, I'm a tree. I've got yeah. all these different types of trees. I do stuff with oxygen. Yeah, yeah. But don't forget about algae, everyone. Algae's all here. All that time, all that time that people used to call hippies. They used to call them tree huggers. Really, they should have been algae huggers this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, maybe not huggers, but algae lickers. It would be easier to lick algae than to hug it, I think, to, if you want to show, show I mean. some appreciation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about the, the changing of CO2 into oxygen. And, of course, you know, algae does this better than nothing, that, that, you know, as well as trees, if not better, yeah. let's say. 
Better than trees. Better than trees, okay. Just use the family. Put your finger out, trees. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Come on, guys. Which team are you? You team tree or team algae? Team algae. Team algae, 100%. They're the underdogs in this situation. Keep it real. You know it's algae. Love a good underdog story. Um, So, of course, within the brewing process, there is CO2. So, what this brewery and the University uh, Technology of of, of, of Swiss Sydney. I'll get the name right soon at some point. Uh, maybe Sydney fact- involves tech. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Sydney tech. Sydney yeah. Tech. A lot of tech in Sydney. Tech tech. <laughs> Travis is going to enrol tech. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, that's that's it. That's all I need. To, oh, that's all I have to say about that matter. But basically, algae is is changing. Is is getting rid of the CO two within the brewing process to cut carbon emissions. Okay. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I, I, the initial alarm bell is like, that must make it taste a little bit funny, but I assume that actually doesn't end up in, in a bottle no, when no, you get no, it out so of the bottle out. I have to be very clear. It's not going into the, into the <laughs> tanks. Using it in, in the factory, yeah. It's going, in before, it's going in before it gets any close, anywhere close to um, the actual brewing process itself. It's in, it's in the, like, the pre-start of it. So it doesn't actually, apparently, doesn't shake, again, Let's try some of this um, Young Henry's Brewery beers, but it doesn't get close to um, where actually beer gets its flavour from. This, is this a brand new so, thing as well, did, did you say? It looks like it. It's, it's, I mean, it's hitting all the news headlines. That I've, I've heard, honestly, everyone's been sending me this story in a great way because it's huge for climate change. It's great for the brewing industry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm reading this all off the, uh, off the BBC website like, to, to talk to you about it. But, I mean, I've heard it from multiple news stories right now. So the fact that, that there's so many news outlets covering this seems like it's, it's, it's quite a new area. And I think what's more importantly, we're, we're talking about algae, the real underdog here. Because kind of just sod trees. Next week, next week we'll do we'll list all of trees' shortcomings <laughs> and take them to task. Do you know what was the best invention against trees? Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count as an invention? I don't know, but trees are bloody scared of paper. Off? That's all I'm saying. I'm off. <laughs> if algae sits in the ocean, converting CO two into oxygen, and there's no one around to hear it. Does it make a good case for sustainability? (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) I sort of started on that joke, not really knowing where we were going, to be quite honest. Right. So, as Barber so eloquently put in his uh, opening statements to the pod, uh, we're going to be talking about a staple that is Newcastle Brown Ale. Now, Newcastle Brown Ale is all around the world. You know, this is a, it's been around since 1927. So, you know, that's quite a, ble- a long time. This is what I would say a kind of a, uh, you know, an institutionalized beer because it's been around for so long. Um, but who wants to kick us off with some, because there's a lot of facts and talk around Newcastle Brown Ale for what is one drink. Who wants to kick us off? Oh, okay, yeah, I've got that, yeah. So, Newcastle Brown is... Not Joe your first said, podcast. No, it's not my first cast. It's been, it's, been, it's been around a while. And I've done my usual, and I've found some pretty cool facts about it. So, it first went on sale on April 25th, 1927. Um, and then five days later, Newcastle uh, were crowned league champions. Oh, so, okay. Which is the football team. Great time to go into business, that. Or oh, the soccer. Soccer team. Yeah. So, 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 so who knows? Is Newcastle Brown responsible for... The, 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 they were crowned league champions. 
We'll, we'll never know, but I think Newcastle Brown well, would maybe like to say a, yes. As in, you think that the, the opposition drank too much Newcastle Brown the night before and that gave them the win? Is that what you're trying to say? Or, or Newcastle drank so much Newcastle Brown, they won. I'm not too sure. It's, I hear that was the incentive. It was it was win the league. Uh, of course, you'll get all the kudos that, that comes along with that. But we'll give you as much Newcastle Brown ale as you like. And just made them fight and battle that extra bit harder. Well, I mean, maybe their tagline was instead of like, yeah. you know, um, Newcastle gives you wings, but it's Newcastle Brown gives you the league. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but another one is so the, the blue star. That, that adorns the middle of the bottle um, in their logo. Um, supposedly the five points at the start represent the five founding breweries of Newcastle. Oh, oh that's I thought fun. you were going to say the five ingredients of beer, yeah. which we've all had, had yeah. mentioned. Well, that's why I went to Barber, because I was like, oh, another brewery that's talking about five ingredients that goes into it. But that's quite cool. Five initial yeah. breweries of Newcastle. I like that. Yeah. Which I think is cool. So, like, it, Newcastle Brown is, is a lot of a lot of UK-based breweries. They that 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 have been around for a while. Um, they, they, there is a lot of history steeped in them, um, which is which is really nice. And not like, unlike a lot of these newer breweries, well, because they're new. I've now heard how stupid that sounded. That's fine. People will expect it from you, so it's Ooh, fine. So there's a, <laughs> there's a big old thunderstorm going over my head at the moment. I've just seen big bolts of lightning. That's cool. Continue. But it's, um, so was that to do with, well, I, I, what I'm curious about is, um, and maybe we need to find this out because uh, I hadn't seen it from where I'd looked before, but um, <laughs> at what point did Newcastle Brown Ale start uh, embossing on the bottle the one and only? <laughs> I think if you do that on day one, you're, you're a little bit ambitious, aren't you? Yeah, no, that, that was um, from the day one. Yeah, exactly. no, no, it's, it's a very bold statement. And I'm seeing old old pictures of Newcastle Brown through the years on their labels. And they only they had it like on the label. So it wasn't like it was, but to go to another level to emboss it in the bottle, that is you are making a real statement right there. Actually, I realised I recognised it because a, a good point to, to make, Trav, is that, uh, about the, the title of Newcastle United Football Club because that's where I think I actually recognise the uh, the label from is is they were the shirt sponsors for, for uh, quite a while, as I remember. Yeah, they were. Now, Barbara, I wonder if you could reach, uh, read out to us on your, on your, on your bottle the statement on the back at the very top in your best uh, Newcastle accent. In my very best Newcastle accent. So you mean in a, in a, in a bang average one? Oh, yeah. I think we should have focus grouped this to, to find out first if anyone actually wants me to do that. But since you've asked so politely... Uh, I've just looked at the, our, our live stream and so many people have just said... Trust people with a thumbs up. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it, bro. Newcastle brown ale. <laughs> Don't, basically, okay. Barber... Don't I'm overthink just it. Tune just in run with to, it. to Tyneside. <laughs> Channel your in, inner Sarah Millican. <laughs> yeah. well, the, Ro- and Ross well, Noble. Jimmy Nail as well as the other one. And uh, Jimmy Nail. Oh, oh, I could do. Yeah. I could do it like Sh- your best anti de- <laughs> anti. I could do it like Cheryl Cole, couldn't I, darling? <laughs> Cheryl Cole. Yeah, Cole is affectionately known as Dog by those in the know. I'm going to see a man about a dog, <laughs> and I'm taking a dog for a walk. <laughs> e my god uh, <laughs> we're often used by Geordie men as an excuse so this is the I'm going to see a man about a dog and I'm taking a dog for a walk I'm literally just reading this other label uh, was, was used by Geordie men as an excuse for visiting their local to sample their beloved tipple uh, and it does even explain for those of us not familiar with I'm going to see is uh, I, that I'm going to see basically isn't it 
Well, that's brilliant. So they are basically claiming that, you know, I'm going to go see a man about the dog. Mm. A, a man about a dog is comes and referred to Newcastle Brown Ale and the Geordie's love for this, this beer. You know what? You know what I'm really enjoying is, do you think there was just a whole generation of people who just assumed they were always going to go and see a dog? Yeah. And they just really, really liked dogs. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Twice a day. I, I don't I don't think you're meant to take it literally. <laughs> in that there's like they they generally there weren't people thinking, Oh well he said he was gonna go and see a man about a dog. He's definitely gonna go see a man about a dog. Yeah. I mean this is nineteen twenties. <laughs> I mean they're gullible there. Is that a word? I don't think it is. It, if uh, it isn't it flipping yeah, well should be. Should be it should be a word. Yeah. <laughs> gullible. Gullible. There was less going on, let's say. No, there is now, but yeah. even still, I don't think they would have said, well, I mean, Jimmy's gone for like five hours, but he's still seeing that man about a dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our Clive really loves dogs. He's, he's always going <laughs> off to see them. Although, I mean, that suggests that, you know, Newcastle Brown Ale deals in, in uh, you know, a sort of bit of a, a, a world of, of subtlety and um, slight misgiving, perhaps. They seem to quite proudly shout that this is a beer it's not for mucking about this is beer this is this is a proper ale it's got such a distinctive taste um really malty and chunky and it almost you almost need a knife and fork <laughs> to, to drink it right. i think are you are you um, are you describing this beer as chunky it's chunky yeah i because someone did someone did feedback to me that i say pokey too much it's not pokey. <laughs> it's not pokey. We've we've done some pokey beers, uh, particularly lately. Well, oh, but, it's quite chunky, yeah. I think. I've ju- I've just got this image in my head of drinking like chunky soup. Yeah, but it's it being d- it being alcoholic. It could be a l- lump of meat in there. No, it's uh, it's not chunky because it's quite smooth, isn't it? Is that fair to say? It was almost it, it, yeah. Yeah, I I would agree completely agree with that. It is almost like drinking chocolate. I, I thought it's almost almost a bit like a uh, almost like a porter. It's, it's not a porter, but it's I feel like it's a step in that direction from, so, from what we we see a lot of the really ultra hoppy stuff. Yeah, so it's a very smooth drink. I think you're right in that chunky. I, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that, or rather, than a very textural thing in that it literally is like to bite into. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but I think full bodied is an interesting. Word. I know full bodied is used with wine, and you know it's like, but it's got a lot of flavour to it. It's almost thick, but it's not. It's smooth. So you're thinking viscosity of a of a brown ale. Obviously, it brings to your mind, oh, it, the liquid must be brown, but it's not. It's like a ready amber colour, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So it's quite deep in its colour, um, especially if you put to light. Exactly. So it's got that ready hue to it. Um, and and I think that has to come from you know it almost feels like or looks like sorry a beer that's had like some sort of like molasses in there I you know like quite from, sugar, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. like sugar like sugary syrup because actually when you taste it when you smell it it's it's very sweet to the sm- to the nose so when I first smelled it it made me transported me straight to like kind of like a, a vice beer like a wheat beer yeah you know and kind of how kind of how it was for me- how it was sweetness you're getting those kind of very high top notes of sweetness come in. And then when you start drinking it, you know, the first couple of sips, I think, you know, you, you're starting to get used to that flavour because it is a very unusual flavour. It's not something you're going to get very often, but it's not something, I mean, we've done other beers like a John Smith's, like the very bitters before, which are very unique in their own taste. Newcastle Brown is unique that you're not going to really find something that tastes like it, but it's sweet, it's smooth as well. But light as well at the same time. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. Uh, the other thing, and I, I seem to make this comparison all the time. For me, it's uh, it's, it's a beer you're gonna be drinking in um, 
uh, more in colder temperatures than in, in warm temperatures, which seems to be everything for me when I'm, I'm I'm making a choice. So 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 just talking about the cold. Newcastle also famously cold. Oh yeah. Sorry, so, go on. so no no. So so just talking about the cold. Have you guys? I don't know if it says it on your bottle, but it says the start on the label starts to turn blue. At about twelve degrees. Oh, really? Mm. Did your did your did your bottle say? Yeah. I was literally just yeah. perusing the back of the thing, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. Because because I know there's been a couple of other brewing companies that have done similar sort of things in the past. Change color, but I haven't yeah. seen that for yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen that for a little while, and I'm like, "It's a ni- nice little quirk." I like it? that. Yeah. I've 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 got I've I've got time for a little novelty touch like that. Like I'm a big fan of you know the like the Heineken pipes that are covered in that are covered in ice. So when you're at, so when you're so the biggest one right now, as you probably might have got, is cause cause and cause light. So if you see the mountains on cause, um, so they have a um, I'm trying trying to uh, trying to think of the actual name for it, but it's a specific type of ink that's in the mountains that it changes color by temperature. So when it's yeah. colder, the mountains go blue. And they go really blue, and then when they're not, then they when they when it gets a bit warmer, then like so when so say you pick it up from a shop, right? They're going to be these like you know mountains with this kind of like whiteness on the top, like a very like looks like a graphic, which because it is it's an illustration. You put them in the fridge, you take them out of the fridge straight away, and they're going to be blue, oh, okay. and that tells you that they're cold and they're good to drink. Uh, yeah. And let's face it, that technology is, you know, is relatively, it's not relatively new. It's been around for, you know, at least 15 years, but it's only really commercialized on the high level one on, on, with companies like Coors. And, you know, I'm not knocking Coors. I've, I've had quite a few Coors before in the past, but they need everything they can do to help people drink their beers and get a very good experience out of it. So having them cold, you definitely need to have Coors, uh, yeah. Coors cold. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I, th- I think it's just really neat and more breweries should do that. Thermochromatic. That- I've just remembered the name. <laughs> yeah, Thermochromatic <laughs> is... Yes. Yes. yes, I love it's it in my brain somewhere. Thermochromatic, <laughs> thermochromatic labels. That's what it's called. Thermochromatic inks, thermochromatic labels. So these still on is a thermochromatic label because it's printed onto a label and it's in you know and it changes color at twelve degrees. Thermochromatic inks when they're directly That's printed onto brilliant. cans. Brilliant! I uh, finally. So now I don't have to think any more about what I'm going to call my have as my rap name. I'm going to go with thermochromatic. That's awesome. Thanks, Joe. You've sorted me out big time. Because, you you know, you uh, change temperature depending on what you're touching. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Go- I was thinking going for, for Lil B, uh, but no, I think thermochromatic. Just, yeah, that's good. My rap career is going to just go off from here. But, 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 but what, what, what sort of hardships would you, would you rap about in your life, though? Oh, you know, uh, I, live in, I live in Cheltenham, so it's like, you know, Went down a Waitrose, it was closed. <laughs> I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't find the uh, the artisan uh, bread I was looking for. What, what, um, what rhymes with Waitrose? Real, real struggles. Um, My bros? What, what rhymes with Waitrose? Yeah. My bros down yeah. a Waitrose. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> got the startings of a rap career right there Biggie Smalls he called it for, for, for the Cheltenham dwellers they really get on board with the uh, mo money mo problems <laughs> <laughs> oh oh heavens tell me about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you in Brooklyn would not understand <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scottish and Newcastle UK which is the company that brews uh, Newcastle Brown is, is owned by Heineken you know, so this is a Heineken subsidiary company, but Newcastle Brown is still brewed in Tadcaster. 
So it's still brewed in there locally. Yeah. But I was finding out that, you know, the Europe, the UK and Europe have beer that's brewed from Tadcaster. Okay. But the US version of, of uh, Newcastle Brown, I'm using those words correctly, is, is like kind of an adaptation of Newcastle Brown, the original, which is the one we're drinking here in the UK. So it's been created for more US taste buds. Oh, okay. With you. With as you. well as being brewed in the US as well, I might add. I was going to say, can I, can I just drop a fact in about the, about the US... We know that it's brewed in the US, but this, um, there were huge sales of Newcastle Brown um, when there were certain celebrities that started to drink it, such as um, Dirty Harry Sausser, Sir Clint Eastwood, um, said said it was his favourite beer. Oh, yeah. So that really, really That's spiked sick. the sales in America when, when old Clinty Boy was swigging, swigging Newcastle Brown. Sorry, drivers. Can I can I check you on that? Was he so? Was it that did Clint Eastwood himself really like it, or was he saying was the story was that Dirty no. Harry in the movies? No, so it was it was was, it was, was, Cl- a big fan. was Clint Eastwood himself said he really really liked That's it. That's sick. Clint Eastwood drinks it. <laughs> I'm gonna go and get more. He's pretty bad. I'll, I'll He's pick. pretty cool. Big time. I'm sure I'd seen also. I think it's like in a movie, and I can't remember, but I swear it's also mentioned in like, and I kind of think it's like uh, bits of America that would almost be kind of temperate with. Uh, similar <laughs> climate as, as Newcastle, but I swear it's like in um, in a movie about uh, Harvard or, or, or where Harvard is mentioned, and there's lots of people in in because um, it's Massachusetts, will, isn't it? Will, I think Harvard. Hunting? Yeah, it could be, and I'm sure there's there's references to people bring, uh, drinking Newcastle Brown uh, in 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 there, um, which. Uh, yeah, is interesting. <laughs> but um, I literally the, the the only two things I can think of of linking those two places is it being very cold in winter and drinking glass <laughs> with brown ale. Um, that's all I've got. I quite like. I've seen that um, on the label they've got. So for years and years and years, they had a picture of the Tyne Bridge, which is a bridge that goes over the river Tyne. Bingo. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to catch me out today. But then they've also, I think more recently, they've put on, there is also, uh, this is, uh, we've previously done monasteries, uh, all the, the bridge fans who are listening, you may also recognise on more recent bottles, they've got the, um, the Gateshead Millennium Bridge. All those bridge. bridge heads. I only like it because I walked across it. Um, but it's one of those... The bridge heads? The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, there's probably a lot more bridgeheads who talk about the card game and very yeah. into it. And actually, Barber, <laughs> since you've been on... Tuned into the wrong podcast. Yeah, exactly. Tuned into the wrong one. And this is, again, another platform. We've done monasteries and, and yeah. nun- nunneries, <laughs> and now we're into bridges. Yeah. You know, we're all about that Excellent. on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I just like it because I've walked across the uh, Gates of Millennium Bridge, and it's one of those ones, and I didn't believe it until I saw it happen, but, you know, it's one of those ones where... Um, it's not just like for, for you just walk across it or cycle or, or whatever you're doing um, but it's like a tilt one so the the you don't find it no no it was, I should it have was, done was, a little soundboard before so it was like can I can I drop some great no, bridge it was more than you either walk or bike across it I don't know why it tickled me yeah I just yeah you can't take a hovercraft weirdly which is disappointing um, but it tilts so well, they won't let me take my jetpack they won't, they won't let me get my bridge information out Barber, tell us about the bridges. It tilts. It tilts, Joe, would you believe? And it's like, so the idea A is... A tilted bridge. That sounds like it's not doing its job. No, it, it does it intentionally. And the idea is obviously let ships go underneath because otherwise it would be too low. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't just build a bridge a bit higher. It's actually just a bit of a feat of British engineering. I say British engineering. I don't even know if it was uh, a, a Brit that did it. But 
you also then, if you're up the river, you can see it rotating, uh, and maybe if you do a time lapse and speed it up, it looks like a blinking eye. What's wrong with What's wrong with the bridge that go like that? I can't see you at this point. Go uh, you're like going to have to explain to the listeners as well. Oh, sorry. So, so, so you know the bridge that's just go like up and down. Not like why? Why does the, the bridge have to rotate? <laughs> all br- most bridges go up and down. That doesn't help the listeners. That, so, you know, <laughs> you know that bridge that let that goes across something and lets things happen on top of it. One that basically splits in the middle and the two sides lift from the, the centre. Yeah. I think you have to have... I think... Uh, drawbridge. That's not a drawbridge. No, it's not a drawbridge. <laughs> no, that's not a drawbridge. I think that's what you have to have if you want cars to go across it. Uh, whereas, because this is just a little, walk, oh, okay. little walky, walky people called pedestrians. Hang that's on. what I'm looking for. <laughs> little walk, walky people. Walky man and women. <laughs> walky people. Pedestrians. <laughs> Right. pedestrian one you can do it can, can, can i can i ask do you mind if we walk, move move on to our next bridge topic <laughs> as long as we get to come back to this one later that's fine <laughs> do you think we've gone a bridge too far oh no <laughs> dear me yes um, yes <laughs> you, how long has he been planning to get <laughs> uh, since you started talking since you even mentioned bridges in the pre the is, that what, you, to the is that what you were writing down a minute ago <laughs> <laughs> Drabbers, hit us with some other interesting right, facts no, or me, bits I'm about Newcastle Brown because I've bored everyone's pants off with the bridges and now I'm <laughs> being made to pay for it. Right. Let's talk about something a bit more, uh, you know, back to Newcastle Brown. Let's talk about the advertising. So, can anyone tell me what Newcastle's slogan is? Newcastle the city or, or the beer? No, when we were, for the rest of the podcast, whenever we refer to Newcastle, we're talking oh, okay. about the brown Because the city... Because that's how they refer to themselves. The city, I'm pretty sure the, the, the catchphrase is, what you was looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so, can anyone tell me what Newcastle's... <laughs> you guys kill me. I love you. Um, <laughs> can anyone tell me what Newcastle's slogan is? Um, is it? I, I, I believe. I believe I do know this. Is it Newcastle? No bollocks. Yes, exactly. Spot on. And that's it. I mean, they've been around for a long time. They're basically saying, you know, this is this is our slogan. It's, it is what it is. Um, but what was so funny is that they've done quite a few campaigns, or you know, or quite interesting spots, I suppose, around this no bollocks tagline. Uh, and they had one in 2014 where they worked with uh, Anna Kendrick. You might know her from... Oh, uh, um, yeah, the actress. She's an actress? Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, it... Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Oh, was it Anna Kendrick? Yeah, Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect. Got a bit of a crush on uh, Anna Kendrick, actually, if she's listening. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Richard's like, no, you don't mean Anna Kendrick. She wouldn't be associated with this brand. <laughs> it's, it's understandable because she's perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So anyway, so they had this thing. So it was basically for a Super Bowl ad. You know, obviously the biggest, like, obviously it's American football, but it's the biggest and most expensive TV spot in, uh, you know, every year. You know, I think each one goes by 30 seconds, like a million oh, dollars just for that. Advertising, 30 seconds. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, madness. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So anyway, Newcastle Brown obviously doesn't have anywhere near that kind of budget. So they did this hilarious... Uh, spin-off like anti-Super Bowl you're seeing the rise of the anti-Super Bowl ads where they basically run in conjunction with when the Super Bowl's happening but it's not like basically to say we can't afford your spot but we're still acknowledging the Super Bowl's here so they did this hilarious one in 2014 where it was basically set as like a behind the scenes like you know mockumentary style of this is what the Super Bowl advert would have been if we could have made it and it's Anna, starring Anna Kendrick, and she just basically sat in like a, a makeup chair and 
they have to even like, as she's kind of saying, say, well, you know, I, I, I was wanted to do this advert for, for Newcastle, but apparently they don't have the money for it or whatever. And and every time that she says the word Super Bowl, they have to bleep the word Super Bowl out of it because they don't have the rights to say Super Bowl. So, so she just, there's like a, a, a 10 second bot spit uh, bit where she just says the word Super Bowl over and over and it just goes, beat ball, beat ball, beat ball, beat ball. Well, so I thought when you said 2014, I thought I was going to have another moment of thinking... Um, uh, that time had gotten away from me and it wasn't as recent as, as I thought. But I, again, not recently, but I want to say maybe in the last few years, I really liked, and actually, the more I think about it, you guys might remember the first time I came and did an episode with you guys was about um, was about Brooklyn and I had a particular drinking vessel um, that, that I enjoyed my Brooklyn from. But basically, I think this was in Newcastle a few years ago. There was an advert for um, by Stella Artois um, with their quite distinctive glass. And the whole point of the advert is, it's like on a, on, on a billboard by, by the side of the pub, I think. And it says, um, it's not a glass, it's a chalice. And then New, Newcastle Brown nice. then posted a similar sized and shaped um, uh, billboard, basically just underneath it, saying, who uses the word chalice? <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle. But no I, bollocks. And I was, yeah, fair I, play. I love that. Poking I love a that. bit of fun at, well. at, the, uh, at the competitors, yeah, like that. Well, that's so good, taking something that someone else has done and slightly tweaking it to make it relevant for yours. But I also find it quite fascinating because actually Newcastle Brown is meant to be drunk in a schooner-sized glass. Which actually is very bougie, actually, isn't it? You know, you think they're mocking Chalice, they're mocking, uh, uh, you know, Stella Artois for that. But actually, Newcastle Brown should be drunk in a schooner-shaped glass. And it, they have, obviously, what, their own special Newcastle Brown Ale branded what glasses. What was the schooner again? Remind me. What was the schooner again? Uh, it's a glass. Well, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a type of boat, I think, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a schooner is just a size up. So it's, small, it's much small, It's uh, Hang on, Travis. Let me fact-check that for you. He's a fact man. This has got to be. This can be the fill anytime we haven't got the answer to somebody or something and someone goes to check the facts. He's a fact man. Yeah. And we'll have to sing it out because we won't get the audio rights to actually play the song. Yeah. Oh sorry, yeah. No, we can sing it though, because it's it's not even close to the original, so it'll be fine. so a schooner, Rich, if you're talking about it in the UK, is the name yeah. for a large sherry glass. Oh, yeah. I hate sherry. What are you talking about? You hate sherry. <laughs> you hate everything. Like no, it, I, like, I like lots of stuff, just not sherry or port. Oh, how do you not like port? Port's nice. Port's wonderful. <laughs> port's nice. Um, Joe, so, so Joe, anyway, in Joe Australia, knows why I don't like port. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> I mean, I was involved in why you don't like port. <laughs> yeah. um, but well, that's another you story. The, you did the... You did the port to port challenge, didn't you? No, oh, no, no. We just say that's that. a port. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, anyway, so but in Australia, schooner is obviously a very popular size of glass, which is about four hundred and twenty-five milliliters. So all Australian listeners there, when we start talking about schooners, like of course it's about schooner. It's blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, so in the UK, it's known as a large sherry glass. Which let's face it, our generation doesn't really know what a large sherry glass is anyway. Um, <laughs> but in the U- in Australia, it's a really popular size for a glass for beer, four hundred and twenty-five mil to be precise. 
I, I had to do a double take because I th- I thought that the label said drink gold, and I was also that's kind of contrary to to <laughs> what it actually looks like. So, um, but it does say drink cold, which I think we I mean we said about um, the temperature and on the, uh, uh, and the affecting the thermochromatics. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I had it just just out of the fridge and, and enjoyed it. But uh, Travis, how, how are you finding the taste? I, I had my reservations that you weren't going to be a fan of this. So you, you know what I I came in thinking I wouldn't be a fan. And I came in thinking I wouldn't enjoy the taste of Newcastle Brown. I will hold my hands up to it. And I tried it in the first few sips. I, was, I wasn't I was there for it. And I had in my head all the things I was going to say when it came to the tasting section in this podcast. But like a lot of things I've, I've learned and I should wait. And I, I enjoyed it. I'm not, I'm not a dark Yay. ale... <laughs> I'm not I'm not a dark ale or a brown ale man or anything like that. I much prefer my pale ales and something maybe a little bit fruity coming through and stuff like that on my lagers. But this this was this this was nice sort of thing. It was it wasn't it wasn't my favourite brown ale or dark ale that I've tried sort of thing, but I'm not I'm not objected to it and, and I would go out and I would definitely drink it. I would drink it again. It was smooth. It was tasty and I liked it chilled. I don't think I'd want to drink it any warmer than I was. Um, but yeah, I, I also, for some reason, I've got it in my head. I wouldn't want to drink it out of a can. I don't think you can get it in a can. Oh, no, I'm you, not you, too sure. So you can get it out of a can. Um, and you can actually get it a little if you want to find it there. Uh, some little shops will, will sell a can. But yeah, I think the right way to drink a Newcastle Brown, bottled into a can. Bottled into a can? <laughs> Uh, that's not what I meant. Thank you. Thanks for that. So I would say I the best that, way. To... <laughs> Get a can of a bottle, best can, then back into the bottle from a bottle, shake it into the can again, and then back into the bottle, and then you're done. And then pour it in your neck. <laughs> yeah. I think Newcastle no, have nothing just... to say about that. Of no bollocks. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But um, but I definitely think it tastes better out of the glass yeah. bowl. No, I've I'm just got you. that in my head. I don't know why I don't want to try it out of a can. I would say if you're going to buy it and you're going to try it, get it get it in a glass bottle and make sure that thermochromatic style is nice. working. Nice. You work in marketing, don't you? Um, so bottled so to glass. Sorry, is what I meant to say. Now, I've been holding on to this fact yeah. until we got near the close to the end of this episode. Um, because I wanted to find out what you guys felt about Newcastle Brown. And, and it seems like it's going down well, but it's, it's very much seen as like something that's been around for a very long time. Now, I'm intrigued to find out from you guys how popular you think Newcastle Brown is. Interesting. I think it's going to be a curveball. Okay. Because it's a bit of a cultural icon mm. in many ways. But I feel it's been under the radar of, th- of the last, in more recent history. I think I think Newcastle Brown has come in waves. So in popularity, so it's come up, it's come Back down, in fashion, it's come up, it's come fashion, down. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think right now it might be on a down. I don't know. That's just that's just what I'm thinking. That that is my personal opinion. Um, but I think I think it comes in waves. So I don't have sales data from like Maybe the last year or something. So it's not like I can give you a definitive answer on that. But let me give you a, a quick snapshot of something I found. So by the late 1990s, the beer was the most widely distributed alcoholic product in the UK. Blimey. So widely distributed wow. alcoholic. Okay. That's so that's not even beer. That's everything. 
the yeah. most widely distributed thing ever in the UK. By the 2000s, though, the majority of sales were in the US. Okay. That does surprise so me. It, it, uh, exactly. That's what I, that got me. Really? It was very surprising. Although it still sold yeah. 100 million bottles annually in the UK. Blimey, that's all right, isn't it? They're, onto, they're clearly onto a good product. Now, again, those facts are still like 20, 20 years old. You know, those 2000s is a lifetime ago for quite a lot of people who might even still be listening to this. You can still drink, you know. It's a lifetime ago if you've just started drinking. You still, you can't, or legally drinking. You don't even remember the 2000s. It wasn't your time. Um, but, you know, so you have to take all of this stuff with a, with a grain of salt when we've got with these kind of facts when you do with such late data. But... Pinch of salt. That is interesting. The fact that it went from something that was so popular, it was the most populous alcoholic drink in the UK, to being majority of sales in the US. I mean, where does it stand now? I mean, it's it's definitely always been on my radar, but this is honestly, for this podcast, is the fir- very first time I've ever tasted and sampled uh, a Newcastle Brown Ale. I'm, I'm with you there, Joe. This is the first time I've ever tried it. Yeah, it's funny. I was in a situation in, in a supermarket a, a while ago and uh, a lady asked me, obviously she could tell um, <laughs> just by looking at me that I knew loads about beer. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I could convince people on, uh, from, from uh, a first glance. But um, she, I think she was making um, like a stew or something that she was gonna gonna cook in in some beer, and she'd been given the shopping list as here's what you need to get. Uh, I think potentially from I think she said she said it was her, her son had given it to her, and she says I've, I've just been told I need to buy a brown ale. When she said brown ale, I went there can be only one. <laughs> it's Newcastle yes, brown exactly. ale. It's always gonna, <laughs> exactly. always gonna be in the supermarket as well. I find. Um, I only pick. I pick it up relatively rarely. I'd say. Um, but it feels like it's always been there too. It always feels like it's there, but it feels like something I would never pick up personally. I I thought I didn't think this was gonna be your cup of tea. I'm glad that you enjoyed it um, to the extent that you did. But I, you know, I I from I, I think because of how how you spoke about Fuller's. That I thought, yeah, no chance. Travis is going to like Newcastle Brown Ale. He doesn't like anything with a lot, of, like a, a culture older than him. He basically, he's basically um, ahead of the curve. Is our Travis? He's he's he wants what's fresh, what's new, what's space age. He's going up with Jeff Bezos any minute. It's one of those classic millennials, you know, disregarding the past. You know, no, yeah. the news always new, always better. That's why he's all sh- started shouting tech so much earlier on in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, as the well, as the hippest and most youthful one out of the group, what, <laughs> what can I say? I think we don't have to pull you up on quite a few of those facts there. But moving on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fact check. Uh, that, none of that turns out to be true. Fake news. Fake news. Um, so, Newcastle Brown Ale on Instagram has uh, six point one k followers. Okay. Yeah. And Twitter, they have forty one point five k followers. But okay. What I thought was quite funny about Instagram, uh, sorry about Twitter, is they've got an. A, a, so on Instagram, they have their um, banner, and it says uh, it's a big picture of of Newcastle Brown Ale in their schooner, and it says it's better than you thought. Newcastle, no bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> like that a lot. Like that a lot. Yeah, I've got so, time for that. I think we'll leave it at that, basically. Yeah. It's worth a go. Yeah. It's, it's, as Travers is, is in a test to you right now, it's better than you think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>